When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a public service announcement. New EU regulations have forbidden all swearing in podcasts in the year of 2008. As such, it will no longer be permissible for this podcast to call anybody a cunt. A fucking cunt, a shit-eating cunt, a fucking cunt bastard of a cunt, a horse-fisting cunt butler of a cunt, or a cunt-bashing wangstain of a cunt's cunting cunt. Should you hear anybody on this podcast being referred to as any kind of cunt whatsoever, please email cunt at europeanunion.eu, and we'll kick this cunt right in the fucking cunt. The cunt. Hello and welcome to another Arsblog Arscast on Arsblog.com in association, as always, with my good friends at OleOle.com, the football community website. It is the first Arscast of 2008, and I hope this finds you in good fettle, not too large and portly and unfit, uh, after the Christmas extravaganza and New Year extravaganza. That's all there is to do, really, isn't there? Eat and drink, and then, you know, you've got a hangover, so the best thing for a hangover is to drink again. Until progressively the hangovers get worse and worse and worse. There does come a time where the hangovers, they, they, they sort of lessen off. But you don't, I didn't have that time. By New Year's Day, I was so full of booze and gin and beer and food. Oh, my God. Uh, so uh, tonight there is no beer of the week, wine of the week, bourbon of the week, or anything of the week. There is only a cup of tea of the week, which is lion's tea, I think. Yes, it doesn't really matter what kind of tea it is. It's just tea. Um, coming up on this week's Arsecast, the man in the bar is here. He's got uh, a player history. As well as that, I'll be chatting to the man from East Lower about, you know, the bits and pieces that have been going on over the last couple of weeks. We'll be recapping what's been happening uh, since the last Arsecast. Uh, Ibuwe is here, and um, I can't remember what else. Some other stuff, maybe. I'm not sure. Arsene Wenger-Hawkins is not here uh, this week. He's off skiing somewhere, I believe. I'm not quite sure where, either. Uh, all I know is that the last I saw of him, he had two skis strapped to the bottom of his wheelchair, and he was being forklifted into a into the back of a van. I think there were skis, and I think, yeah. Yeah, it looked like people that knew him, and he, he certainly wasn't just being picked up off the street and, and taken away to an island somewhere to do experiments on. Well, I hope not. So he's not here, but he'll be back at some point in the near future. So what's happened since the last Arscast, apart from eating lots and drinking lots at Christmas time? Well, there was lots of football, for a start. Uh, I think the first game after the last Arscast was the Spurs game, which was uh, obviously good fun when you beat Spurs. Adibayor put us a goal up, but then they got back into it with Berbatov's, and then Manuel Almunia made a bit of a hero of himself, saving Robbie Keane's penalty, and hat tip to David Dean, not David Dean, David Pleat even, uh, who said on the commentary, 
Robbie Keane never misses a penalty. He never misses. Never miss. Uh-huh. And he missed. And he missed one the other day as well. So obviously David Pleat has completely jinxed Robbie Keane when it comes to penalties. Um, it was 1-1 though, and it could have gone... Not could have gone either way. Uh, well, it could have, couldn't it? If Robbie Keane had scored that penalty and we got another goal and then we got one back and then, you know... Anyway, you know what I mean. It wasn't cut and dried until Nicholas Bentner came on and boom! With his very first touch, he headed in Cesc Fabregas's corner and after that, there was just no way back for Spurs. Um, then there was Portsmouth on St. Stephen's Day, which was, I suppose, a little bit of uh, punishment for eating too much on Christmas Day and, and just generally being slovenly and, and piggish, you see. That's what I think it was. It was really not a very enjoyable game of football at all even though I went to the pub to watch it, um, it just wasn't much fun, even with all the beer I drank. Uh, a nil-nil draw, and uh, the way some people reacted, you thought it was a loss, especially when United won and went back to the top of the league, etc., etc. Um, well, that was followed up by a really, really peculiar game uh, against Everton, in which Everton played very, very well, I thought, in the first half. Uh, and it was a game full of incident, obviously, with us being 1-0 down at half halftime. Uh, then we get a goal back almost straight away. Great finish from Eduardo. Then we go 2-1 up. Another great finish from Eduardo. A great goal, actually, the way he flicked it around the defender. Um, then Nicholas Bentner got sent off as Adi Bayor was about to come on. And I think uh, Bentner really was lucky he didn't get a straight red. I know we've been through this on the blog, but, you know, what the hell, we'll talk about it because it's something to talk about. Um, and we'll be discussing Bentner a little bit later with the man from East Lower. So we won't go into it in too much depth. Um, then Adi Bayor came on, made the most of the mix-up between the Everton defence to make it 3-1. Rosicki scored his uh, Rosicki scored his icing on the cake goal to make it 4-1. That's after uh, Mikel Arteta had been sent off. Um, there was some chat about um, Cesc and, and his reaction. And, and I, I take it to a certain extent in that, you know, he probably could have got up and walked around and, you know, not rolled around as much as he did. But the fact is, he got hit in the face. Simple as that. And Arteta had been a bit wild with his uh, with his elbows, I thought. Um, it was interesting to see people, uh, particularly James Lawton, our old friend in the Independent, who's been quite, uh, I think, complimentary about us in, in, uh, in recent weeks. Um, but he went to town on Sesk, I thought. He went really over the top in, in terms of the criticism he gave him. Yes, I accept the fact that Sesk overreacted slightly, and I prefer that he didn't do it. But Lawton didn't say a thing about Arteta's dive down on our goal line. He didn't say a thing about Yakubu's dive when he was running through with uh, with uh, Colo. And you remember Yakubu is a guy that um, last season uh, dived to get Philippe Senderos sent off. Uh, I think when he was playing for Middlesbrough at that time. Uh, as well as that, Phil Neville took a ridiculous tumble um, when he was running past one of our defenders. And in fairness to Neville, he held his hand up and went, yeah, yeah, sorry about that. The ref was standing right there looking at it and didn't give him any kind of a punishment, even though it was very much a, a yellow card. But those three incidents, to me, are worse uh, than exaggerating an incident that actually happened. Trying to make something happen when there's nothing there is surely worse than making the most of something that did happen, if you know what I mean. So, um, James Lawton, fuck off, you cunt. This is the European Union. Consider this an official warning. Any further breaches of the code will see you being kicked in the cunt, you cunt. Then on the, uh, was it Sunday? No, it's Tuesday. You lose track of the days, don't you? Over Christmas and New Year's. You never know what day it is. We were walking down to my father's house on New Year's Day going, oh, God, it's Sunday. I can't believe it's Sunday again. It wasn't. It was a Tuesday, whatever. So on Tuesday, uh, we played uh, West Ham. 
uh, and beat them 2-0. Fairly easy going, really. Uh, good to see Freddie back, get a nice reception and, and not do anything at all, which is nice. Sometimes you get a little worried when uh, old players come back. You think they might uh, hurt you a little bit. Uh, but Eduardo uh, showed again that he's a clinical finisher uh, with a goal inside the first minute and a half. And Adi Bayor scored uh, a really ridiculously uh, good goal, I thought. Uh, his pace and his power uh, got him to the ball before it crossed the line. And maybe he was a little bit lucky with the uh, with the finish. But uh, to do all the hard work, I think he deserved the luck. So that was it, 2-0. Uh, and uh, as Manchester United had lost... Uh, the previous day, no, they didn't. They lost at the weekend against West Ham. Um, that meant we went back to the top of the league. So 50 points at this stage of the season is good stuff. So to talk a little more about some of the stuff that's been going on, we shall talk to the man from East Lore. Uh, hello to you, sir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Have you enjoyed this uh, Christmas period? Yeah, very much so. I've uh, eaten too much and drunk too much, and it's not much more you can really ask from a Christmas and a New Year period, is there? And the football's been quite good as well, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah football. Yeah, it has. It's been brilliant, actually. Um, I didn't think after we'd lost to Middlesbrough that we'd we'd, uh, we'd have such a good um, festive period, but it's turned out really, really well. I don't think we could have asked for much more, in all honesty. 14 yeah. points out of 21, fantastic. The, the one aberration, let's say, against Middlesbrough, um, I suppose every team is entitled to an off day. When you consider we had nine matches... In yeah. December to come through top of the league, fifty points. It's very impressive. It is, ama- it is amazingly impressive, and, and like you're right, everyone, every team has an off day. I mean, the the, the fluke was in two thousand and four when we didn't, and, and that was um, sometimes uh, quite lucky as well. But you know, every team is going to lose a game of four or five games in a league season. You can't just. It's almost impossible not to, and just the, the length of the season and. So uh, I'm not too concerned. Obviously, it was a crap performance, but um, these things happen, don't they? And we, we we turned it on after that, or at least we ground uh, some good results out anyway. And I think I think the West Ham game showed that we're beginning to find a bit more uh, fluency. So I'm very pleased, yeah. Um, possibly, maybe, maybe, just maybe, the, uh, the, the new Invincibles tag was sort of hanging around their neck a little bit. Maybe a, a loss to Borough wasn't the worst thing in the world that could have happened. Well, it probably wasn't the worst thing in the world, but it was coming as well. I think it had been coming since half time at Villa, and uh, and then when it came, it, maybe it did. It maybe it sort of you know got it out of the system a bit. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I'll accept that. I'll accept a really, really bad uh, um, uh, defeat at Villa uh, uh, at Middlesbrough that I paid for on Setanta and immediately regretted. I'll accept that if we go on to win the league. Okay, fair enough. But only if we go on to win the league. No right? pressure, lads. No yeah, pressure. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, Let's talk a little bit about some of our players because um, uh, one or two aren't necessarily happy. Jens, um, he, he'll probably go in January. And Lasana Diara is somebody that I'd like to talk about just a little bit in the sense that he only came from Chelsea at the end of August and by the middle of December was making noises about how he wasn't getting into the team, how he wants to leave. He was promised this, that and the other. It wasn't given to him. He's been rather too quick uh, in my opinion, to, to, to start mouthing off like that, especially when you consider the team is top of the league, winning most of its games. Were we, were we not winning and he wasn't being given a chance, you might understand it a little more. Um, what, what do you make of the situation and, and the way he's, uh, the way he's uh, dealt with it? I think he has been far, far too quick. Um, but it's odd because I, I kind of half wonder as well, why did he leave... Uh, Chelsea for just two million quid and I know it was a last minute deal in August but maybe they kind of saw something in him they didn't like as well and uh, he he, do, he does seem a bit um, 
a bit impatient and uh, I think he's played pretty well he's done a, he's done really well I think he's one that I'd really like us to keep because I think he's got a lot of promise uh, but um, who knows I mean if he's causing ruckus in the in the dressing room then you know we do have quite a lot of cover in that in that area and we should get rid of him but uh, I think um, it would be well my, my primary wish would be to keep him and try and sort of placate him and the secondary if we're going to sell him then don't sell him to a rival but you know, it's, he's a funny. He is a funny one. I don't know quite what he's um, what, what he's going on about because he would have to displace Fabregas and Flamini, who are in the form of their lives. And obviously, you know, he's only twenty-two. And there's still half the season to go. You would have thought, if you're going to make those sort of complaints, at least wait until the season is over. But when you talk about having lots of cover in that area, at the moment we do. That's that's quite true. We have Gilberto, who may or may not be with us next season, and Matthew Flamini, who, like you say, is in the form of his life may or may not be with us next season. Um, it's now gone beyond January the 1st, and he's now at a point in time where he can uh, quite freely negotiate a deal with uh, with another club. Are you a little bit worried about the situation? Yeah, definitely. He's been a revelation in uh, central midfield this year, and um, I don't know quite how that contract's been allowed to run down the way it has. Maybe it's just it's taken, us, taken the club by surprise at how well he's played, and... Uh, I don't buy all that stuff when he, he he says, "Oh, I'm too busy at the moment playing for Arsenal to think about contracts." I mean, you know, they have about three hours training a day, I just don't, and they've got agents and, and mm. you know, advisors. So I don't quite buy that. He's just being clever, isn't he? He he wants a good deal, um, and if he doesn't get it, you know, he's just being clever. I think it, I I hope it's as simple as that, and that he stays because he's a pivotal part of the team at the moment. But uh, he's just um, keeping his options open and um, hoping to secure the best deal possible, which he probably will. Nicholas Bentner had a very good moment against Spurs. He really would have enjoyed that, as we all did, uh, the winning goal after coming on, and, and sort of a bit hero and villain um, when you compare what happened in the Everton game where he rather foolishly picked up uh, two bookings. Uh, the second one could could have been a straight red. Came in for a bit of criticism, but I suppose we have to be a little more uh, patient with our, with our young players because they are prone to doing things like that from time to time, aren't they? Yeah, he's he's only again he's only bringing the age thing back into it. He's only nineteen. He's relatively inexperienced. He's certainly inexperienced um, in the Arsenal squad, um, and you have to accept these things. And he should learn from it. But he's kind of I think that's one of the things that makes him quite a good you know a, a good prospect is that he's ballsy and he's um, he, he's he's a real fighter. And uh, I think you know that he he will add a lot to the team for that. But unfortunately, with those kind of players, sometimes it tips over the edge and. And I suppose it's only really age that uh, that mellows them. So yeah, he'll he'll learn from that. I reckon. Yeah, exactly. Dennis Bergkamp, I remember, learned very at an early age when he elbowed Steve Lomas. I remember that. Yeah, and and, and Vieira went after his ninth red card, didn't he? So you know, he got the message in the end. This is true, Eduardo. Um, we're beginning now to see why uh, we paid all that money for him. And when you consider that people were saying, well, he's struggling, he's not having a great time. He's got ten goals this season. Which is uh, which is very impressive. He really looks uh, a good finisher. Yeah, not just ten goals. Ten goals in thirteen starts, which is um, which is pretty spectacular, actually. And and uh, yeah, he, he's he's a he is a deadly finisher. Yeah, like you say, he's still got a few aspects of his game that he needs to work on, um, and he drifts in and out of games. But then, I suppose a lot of strikers do. But uh, yeah, he's he's absolutely deadly. He's fantastic. If he's coming into form now, then you know that's, what a great time to do it because. Um, uh, you- Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, with, uh, with the kind of program we got coming up and trying to stay on top of the league, we need someone to knock, knock the goals in. So, um, yeah, very pleased with him. And, you know, he's, he's knuckled down and kept his head down, unlike Diara and... Uh, seems to be profiting from that at the moment. The boss said he was going to be our secret weapon in the uh, in the new year. Not so secret anymore. <laughs> no, not really. No, no. no. Uh, uh, hardly talk, hardly secret at all when when uh, you know you announce that you sign him for 8 million in August. That's, Cats out that's the bag, a good isn't point, it? Really? Yeah. He wants to work on keeping things a bit more secret. <laughs> I think. Um some cup games coming up. Obviously, uh, the focus this season I think is is well and truly on the league. So, you can sort of enjoy the cup games a little bit more. Burnley in the FA Cup is a game uh, steeped in tradition, I think, two two teams of good tradition in the FA Cup. And then of course we have a Carling Cup game as well against uh, against Spurs. So, it, it's a chance maybe to sit back and and enjoy it without so much pressure. Yeah, I think certainly well, the, the cup game on Saturday, you'd have expected to, to rest players for, but by all accounts, you, it might be quite a strong side given that the, the Carling Cup is just a few days later. So, um, and if I'm right, also it's uh, Toure and Eboy's last game on Saturday, so I imagine they will play. Um, yeah, the, the, the Spurs one is more intriguing because obviously he wants to play the same team, but we don't want to lose. I don't know. I think that could be. You say you just sit back and enjoy it, but I don't think there'll be much to enjoy when there are nine thousand Spurs fans at the Emirates Stadium. <laughs> I think that'll be. I think that'll be quite tense. Here's a good point. I suppose uh, had it been anyone else, it might be a bit more, uh, a bit easier to relax. But I mean, the kids. There's, yeah. there's no reason why they can't acquit themselves as well uh, this season as they did last season against Spurs, who will probably put out a, a fairly strong side. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a tough. It's a really tough one to call. I mean, it was a tough one to call last season, and I think they. I know they keep letting in hilarious goals. But they are already looking better under the, under Ramos than they did under Yol, and and it's kind of a you know a big chance for for them as well. So um, yeah, it's a tricky. One. I, I think it'll be a really tight game and a really tense game, which is yeah, it'll probably be a cracking one to watch actually. Okay, all right. Well, um, we'll wait and see what happens, uh, and we'll talk to you on another Arscast very soon. Thank you, man from East Lower. Not a problem. See you soon. Cheers. And thanks very much to the man from East Lore. He'll be back on another Arscast in the very near future, no doubt. Now, we were talking about players who are unhappy. And unhappiest of them all, I would say, at Arsenal at this moment in time, is Jens Lehmann. He's uh, gone from being our number one choice goalkeeper to possibly being our FA Cup goalkeeper. Because in the Carling Cup, remember when Lehmann was number one, uh, Almunia played in the Carling Cup and the FA Cup. Uh, now, it, it looks like if he's still around... 
Jens Lehmann could play in the FA Cup this weekend against Burnley. But he does look terribly unhappy. He's obviously not very happy. He thinks he's a better goalkeeper than Almunia. Um, so being on the bench all the time isn't suiting him, particularly as he wants to play for Germany in Euro 2008. And to do that, he's going to have to play regular first-team football. I'm surprised Almunia hasn't been mysteriously run over by a chap in a Mercedes or a BMW coming out of training one day. Um, but uh, the situation regarding Jens, there's all kinds of rumours, as I record this, uh, that he could be on his way uh, to Borussia Dortmund. It's rumoured that the uh, Dortmund folk were in London uh, yesterday, Thursday, uh, to discuss a deal, and apparently, apparently, they've called a press conference for Friday, um, and the speculation is... Now that they're going to announce Jens uh, as a new signing there. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Arsene Wenger said just today that he expects Lehman to take part in the FA Cup game. But obviously, if some kind of uh, deal has been done uh, at this stage, uh, that's not going to happen. So we'll wait and see. I think it'll be a bit sad. The way it's ended, I think, is very sad. Because uh, I've always liked Jens. I thought he was a mad bastard. He was a our mad bastard, though. You know what I mean? However... I do think he's well and truly blotted his copybook since he's uh, been out of the team. I don't think the way he behaved when he was out of the team since the second game of the season uh, has been particularly great. I don't think he should have said some of the things that he said. It was uh, quite disrespectful, I think, to Almunia um, and to uh, to Arsene Wenger. In fact, I'm kind of surprised Almunia hasn't been run over by a bloke in a in a BMW or a Mercedes coming out of training one day. Um, there have been issues with him regarding... Uh, the warm-ups, he uh, doesn't warm up with the players. We saw him sit on the bench uh, during the whole of halftime in one of the away games not so long ago. So he's really sort of thrown his toys out of the pram a little bit. And, it, and to me, it's a shame it's happened like that. Um, so I think probably it is best that he goes somewhere else. And if Borussia Dortmund is that place, then auf Wiedersehen Jens. What's good looking in German? Guten Lücken. Yeah. The man in the bar. Oh, there you are again now. Time for another round of player history. But first, let me wish you a very happy new year. And I hope you got everything you wanted for the Christmas. Me, I got shingles. It's true. My body broke out in these horrible, fluid-filled blisters. Oh, Jesus, it was awful. And what was worse was at night time, right? When I wasn't even aware that I was doing it. I was poking holes in the blisters, and I'd wake up in a whole puddle of me own pus. Oh, Jesus, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. Apart from Ashley Cole. I'd like to drown Ashley Cole in a bucket of me own pus. But the chances of that happening are a bit slim, so they are. Anyway, it's time to educate you again about the old past history of a former Arsenal player. Now this fella, he's still playing the game in the old Premier League, so he is, and he comes from Sweden. No, it's not Freddie Jumberg at all. It's a fella called Sebastian Larsson, who's the son of Johan Sebastian Bach and Henrik Larsson, I think. Anyway, it doesn't really matter who his parents are. The fact is, he's a former Arsenal player. And he came over from Sweden on an ice boat a number of years ago and joined up with the old reserves. And he started to play a few old cup games, a bit of the Carling Cup. But his biggest Arsenal moment came on the day that Saul Campbell played against West Ham. Do you remember when he got to half time and Saul Campbell, 
He'd been at fault for both the West Ham goals, and instead of turning around and saying, I am a mighty strong professional, I am the big machine, I'll do better in the second half, he went, Oh, 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 gee, the tiger, oh no, I can't cope, I'm gonna run off, oh no, leave me alone, oh, I want to be alone. Which meant, you see, that Philip Senderos, who was playing at left-back, had to move into the centre of the defence, and this young midfielder fella had to play at left-back. And he did a sterling job that night, even though he lost. And he was kind of at fault for West Ham's third goal. But never mind, he did his best, and that's all anybody can ever ask. Then he went and did an old transfer to Birmingham City to play for the football manager that looks like Mrs. Doubtfire, Steve Bruce. He does well there, he gets in and out of the side, but this season he did the mightiest, greatest thing that any ex-Arsenal player can do. He scored the winning goal against Spurs at White Hart Lane in injury time, and it was a rocket into the top corner. That's why, until the time that he scores against us, he's one of my favourite ex-Arsenal players. In his spare time, he likes to practice the art of tapestry. And at the moment is working on a 64-foot-high mural of Teddy Sheringham being raped by a dragon. It's true. The man in the bar will be back with another player history on another Arsecast. Before we go any further, just to remind you a little bit about OleOle.com. It's a football community website uh, where you can join. It's sort of like MySpace, sort of like Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, you can get a little OleOle.com application for Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. But if I was on Facebook, I'd get the OleOle.com application. You can also start your own blog there. As well as that, there's uh, loads of videos, football videos. You can upload or watch videos all day long. So if you don't feel like working, check out OleOle.com for all your football community needs. Um, Coming up then, between now and the next cast and our next league game... Our two cup games. This weekend, we've got Burnley in the FA Cup. Burnley have won the FA Cup. I think it was in 1914. I don't remember that. Some of you do, I'm sure. Some of you old guys. And it looks like we're going to be playing a reasonably strong team up there. Colo uh, Toure and Emmanuel Abue are both available. After this game, they'll be off to the African Cup of Nations. Uh, Arsene says Sanya will play, but he's going to rest somebody. Uh, he's going to rest Gallas. He's going to rest Clichy. So I guess that means we'll see uh, Senderos and Traore. Uh, there's the talk about Jens Lehmann going in goal, uh, but I suppose that all depends on whether or not he's going to go off to Germany. If not, it gives us another chance to see uh, Wukash. Lukas Fabianski, uh, the young Pole, who's been doing all right, I think, in the Carling Cup. I think he looks quite promising. A bit sort of, yeah, a bit flappy, flappy, but, you know, I quite like him. Uh, he hasn't done anything too bad and looks he looks solid enough. He gets his hand on the end of things and, you know, I, yeah, good. I'd be quite happy to see him again if Jens uh, is on his way. Uh, so that's the FA Cup, and I always like the FA Cup. As I've said before, it's one of my favourite tournaments, um, probably my earliest Arsenal memory, one of the strongest earliest Arsenal memories, is the 1979 FA Cup final. So it has that little special place in my heart. There you go, I'll be hoping for a good win. Uh, that's on Saturday. Um, then on Tuesday or Wednesday, I think it's the Tuesday though, uh, we've got Spurs in the Carling Cup, the first leg of the Carling Cup semi-finals. And of course, uh, Spurs <laughs> are complete another cunts. This is the European Union. 
Due to the fact that you have called Tottenham Hotspurs cunts, we have no leg to stand on. Because they are, in fact, cunts. They are the biggest cunts of them all. Carry on. The reason the boss is going to play a fairly strong team against Burnley is the fact that uh, he's going to play all the kids uh, in the Carling Cup semi-final. I suppose we'll see maybe Eduardo Bentner should play. Uh, Diara should get a game, provided we haven't sold him somewhere else or he hasn't gone off uh, throwing his toys out of the pram or, or something like that. So all the, all the young guys will come in, and I think it'll be a, a challenge. Uh, and while it's never... Uh, well, it's never easy to watch Arsenal versus Spurs because you always want to beat Spurs. It does come with a little less pressure than the league games. Um, and you can sit back a little more, I think, and, and enjoy the football. Uh, certainly that's what happened in the last round uh, against Blackburn. So that's uh, what's coming up between now and the next Arscast. They're going to play a strong side, though, I reckon. They're going to put out their first team pretty much like they did last year. So uh, it's going to be a big challenge, going to be a big challenge. And this time around, we don't have the advantage of the second leg in our place. So maybe a good result at home is more vital um, than it might have been. I think if we have to uh, go to White Hart Lane looking for a win, for example, it might be just a step too far for the young lads. But who knows? Who knows? They did well enough last year, uh, and there's no reason why they can't do it again. That's it. I'm feeling positive about the whole thing. So um, that's what's happening. Um, apart from that, there's nothing else to talk about. So I'm going to leave this Arscast, this first Arscast of 2008, as it is. Uh, uh, talk to you all next week on the blog and talk to you on next week's Arscast. Come on, you gunners. Bye. I am the Omega Legend Man. I'm the last man on Earth. Everybody else is wiped out in a plague of some kind. But I was immune. I don't know how. I just was. Now I'm left all on my own. The streets are empty. There's nobody to talk to. And all these weird vampires are coming out at night. It's not very nice. And my God... I'm so terribly lonely. I don't have anybody to talk to, and I'd, I'd like to speak to anybody. Just... Oh, my God. What was that? I can see them coming now. Seems like it's a, it's a person. A friend. At last, I've got somebody I can talk to. Howdy, stranger. Oh, hello. Good to see you. I can't believe after all this time on my own, I've found somebody I can talk to. What's your name, friend? They call me David Dean. Oh, uh, excuse me one moment. Oh, well, just me and my football. Here we go. Let's, 
Relive the cup final again, yes. It's Dean. Harry goes past Hillwood. Leaves him underground. Points and laughing. Ah ha ha ha. And then he's coming to Fryer. Oh, that's it. Take that, Fry. Oh, nuts, nuts. Ah, straight through your legs. And there's Edelman in the goal. Oh, Dean shoots. Oh, look, he shot so hard. Edelman's head has come off. And the ball is on the line. And Dean runs in. He kneels down. He heads it over. And it's a cup final. David Dean wins a cup final. Yay. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 